If you're listening to this podcast, you're more than likely an Australian small business owner who's interested in learning about marketing or looking to understand how marketing can have a positive impact on your business to help you grow, stand out, and drive more revenue. If this sounds like what you're looking for, then the Little Marketing Podcasts are perfect for you. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Little Marketing Podcast, where we provide you, Australian small business owners, with smart and tangible marketing advice to help you achieve some great results. So in today's episode, we're going to talk to you about why understanding where your revenue is coming from is going to help us in our marketing. So as you know, we're a marketing consultancy for small business that's been providing marketing advice and plans for almost 15 years. And in that time, we've learned so much about business owners and their mindset, about what works and about what doesn't. And we know that for all of you, it's more than just a business, it's your livelihood. So from all of that experience and all those interactions that we've had, these podcasts are in line with the little marketing vision of helping business owners just like you achieve the best possible results for your organization. So let's get into today's topic. As I mentioned in the intro, this episode, we're going to discuss the five key points in regards to where your current revenue is coming from and how that's going to help us in our marketing going forward. For those that have been listening, in our first episode, we spoke about the seven-point process in order to help you refine and define your point of difference so that you could position your business in a way that's different to the competition. Now, the third step in that process is today's topic, thinking and documenting where current revenue is coming from and how that's going to help us in our marketing going forward. Quite often in business, we'll start a business and we'll start to generate revenue or start to generate income without a plan necessarily in place. We may have started the business by default because a friend of ours needed a particular service or a product they knew that we could make. We had the the technical ability to deliver on a service or a product. So we dove straight in. Perhaps it was a side business at first while we had a full-time job. At that time, we're not necessarily thinking about where the next dollar of revenue or income is coming from. And we, at the same time, we're kind of taking a punt, starting a new business and seeing what happens. Perhaps it's an online store. We want to say we have a passion for children's clothing or children's fashion, and we start to design these clothes. Let's say these clothes are for infants, and we start to focus on the design and the manufacturing of all these clothes. And then we start to think about, okay, well, how are we going to sell them? So maybe we start a Facebook page. Maybe we post a few pictures on our Facebook page, and then our friends start to buy from that page. We then get to a point where we think, okay, maybe we should shift this. Um, It's becoming a little bit loose, a bit labor intensive. Maybe we should create an online store. And then we gradually move to that. It's funny, when you start a business, it's because you generally will have a passion for something or you have the technical ability to do something and you start really without overthinking or over planning too much, which is not a bad thing. 
you get into it because you love what you do or you have a passion for what you do and you're just great at what you do. What we want to do is we want to take stock of where we are at currently now in the business. So this is for an existing business. If you're a new business or a startup business with no clients or customers, these topics are still relevant and you'll you'll soon see. So the first thing that I want you to consider in regards to where your current revenue is coming from is the analysis of what's working and what's not when it comes to bringing in that new revenue. So if you're a startup business, this is a good time to start thinking about where you want your clients and customers coming from and what we think is going to work and what's not going to work to drive that revenue from them. Let's consider who our audience is, where they live, you know, what they read, what their behavior is, what they listen to, where they go. How are they going to find out about our product or service? For those that are already in business, we want to have a look at and start to analyze what are the tools that are working at the moment and what are not to bring in revenue. And we're not just talking about marketing here. We're talking about anything that generates new revenue, new customers, or new clients. It could be, for example, that um, your existing customers and clients will often refer you to other, to their friends or their family. And you're not necessarily doing that intentionally as a marketing activity. It's just happening organically, which is a great thing. You may have a website. You may be doing some Google search campaigns, and that may work for you. Or you do some Facebook ads and they work for you. Or you do some newsletters and they work for you. That's all great. So we want to start to analyze what's working, what's not. Look at some of that data, analyze it, and constantly be checking in on this. I've mentioned this a few times in a a previous podcast that it's always good to speak to your accountant or advisor to get a better understanding of the analysis around where the revenue is being generated. In this step one of analyzing what's working, what's not from a marketing perspective, we want you to start maybe putting into different columns and document to start to figure out what's working, what's not, and making it clear and simple for you, and it starts to paint a bit of a picture. Step two, if we know what's working and what's generating our income and revenue, we can encourage and drive more of that and potentially less of what is not working. Let's pretend that we, our business is chugging along, we're working in the breeze, letting the business run its course, and before we know it, we've spent a lot of time and money investing in things that aren't working to generate income or revenue, while at the same time doing things that work fairly well without necessarily knowing how well they're working, if that's the scenario and, we, and we'd and we analyzed it, then we could certainly have spent more time and more money and invested more of that energy and resources into the activity that's working. I know that makes perfect sense in hindsight and seems pretty obvious, but as business owners, we often won't sit back and take the time to evaluate. On a fair few of these podcasts, the purpose is to give you and remind you tangible action items that you can go and do yourself and implement yourself that will help you, 
that'll help you in your business, in your marketing, and help you achieve great results. Often as business owners, we just need that reminder and that push. So if we quickly recap the first two points of today's podcast, step one, analyzing what's working and what's not. And step two, once we know what's working and what's not, we can do more of what is and less or change what's not. Let's use another example. If we're sending out emails to our database and we send them out to our clients and customers and we start to analyze that data, we start to look at how many people are clicking through on our emails and coming to our website and what does that percentage look like? If the percentage is really low and you've you've taken the time to analyze it, then you can start to make some changes and think about how you can fix that. It may be that they're not attracted to it or the design is poor, whatever, or, the, or that it's too complicated. Potentially, the emails that are going out don't aren't relatable to your audience because it doesn't relate to the service or product that they know you for. So again, sit back, analyze, and understand why it's not working so that we can improve that communication. It's okay to fail in marketing activity. Often, our consultants will say to our clients that, it's often a marketing is often often a testing platform so that we can kind of scrap if we've given it something a few goes and we move on to the things that are working better or we come up with different ideas spend more time more money more resources on things that do work point 3 are there opportunities to cross sell and get more out of our existing clients and customers Are we telling our existing clients and customers about our other products and services that we offer? If we go back to the example of the children's fashion boutique, let's use that to put it into some context. Are we selling and are we telling our customers about the new range of products that we've just produced? How often are we in their face? Have they signed up to some type of database or email communication that goes out to them? Have they subscribed to our Facebook page? Have they, you know, maybe we're sending SMSs to them to talk about our new product range that's just launched. That's all perfect for existing businesses, right? But for startups or new businesses, it's a great opportunity when you're starting out to think about setting up that the correct infrastructure and taking the time to do that so that when you start to have your own clients and customers, which will be an exciting feeling for you, you have the systems in place to support the opportunity to constantly communicate to them as well and communicate to them constantly about your service and products offering. In previous episodes, I've mentioned about the whole topic of that with existing clients and customers that we have, I still think that there's 20 or 30% of revenue sitting there that's untapped that we can that we can get from them. Big numbers and opportunities often missed by small businesses. The thing about your existing clients and customers is that they already have the trust in us. Trust is the biggest obstacle and hurdle for people to overcome before they make a purchasing decision. Once they've made that purchase they're obviously, there's obviously some form of trust and hopefully they've loved the experience, they loved our product or they loved our service. Let's make sure that we're tapping in to this trusted audience time and time again. Again, I guarantee 20, 30% of revenue sitting there that you can take from them. If you're a new business, 
As I mentioned, take the time, set up the infrastructure so you're ready to start marketing from day one as soon as you have that first customer or client. Maybe let's use another example. What about if you're a financial planner? You offer financial planning solutions, you offer mortgage solutions, you have a database of people that are already in the mindset of wanting to build and create wealth. Why not talk to them about your other wealth building services? Money is one of the most protected species that we have. And sometimes, you know, people even protect money more than their fellow humans. Let's tap into the people that already have a mindset in regard to their finances and the growing of their wealth. Let's look at some examples of e-commerce. Let's look at Kogan or Officeworks. They have so much infrastructure as large businesses that they've set up to help cross-sell to their existing clients and customer database. Now, as a small business, you're a lot more agile and these things you can set up a lot quicker. Yes, they have big online platforms, but there's great platforms that you can use like MailChimp that are really simple for you to use and set up to start communicating to your network. Step four, are there opportunities that we maybe haven't considered for new customers and clients? So this is probably skewed a little bit more for those that are in existing business, but it's always good to think about it at any time, even if you're a new business, and brainstorm with yourself, your team, your advisors, your friends about how you can bring in new revenue new revenue, and new customers. We spoke about tapping into existing clients and customers, but how do we drive new ones? What are the marketing activities out there that we can consider? It was funny, I was listening to someone speak the other day and they were saying that there was no better time to run your own business than now, given the amount of tools that exist to support and help you deliver a great business. So when it comes to finding new clients and what those other activities would be, have we considered a few of the following? Are we positioning ourselves as an authority, as a leader in our field of choice? Are we saying that we're innovative with the products or services that we sell? Are we showing expertise in the type of clients that we deal with? Are we, say, writing books or sending contributions to the media? How are we getting out there? Are we doing social media? Are we doing Google AdWords? And because, and further to my point about tools to help us succeed, because there's so many opportunities We need to take stock with the marketing that we're doing now, figure out what's working, what's not. And if you're a new business, start to put that plan together. Number five, whether you're a new business or an existing business, have a think about who your ideal audience is, where they are, what they're reading, where they live, what's their behaviors. When you start a business, sometimes you don't know who your ideal audience is because it's your friends, your family, and you just selling stuff and you're not thinking too much about it. And your ideal audience may not be your existing audience. So that's something to consider as well. And in a few episodes, we talk about defining your ideal audience. I think it's always good every couple of months to consider your existing audience and whether that is still your ideal audience and how we best communicating to them. And really the purpose of today's episode is to really think about what is working in relation to driving more revenue and income. So it may not just be a marketing activity. It could be organic word of mouth. How is that coming in? 
Um, is it related to marketing? Analyzing what's working, analyzing that revenue, um, and start to think about discovering further opportunities going forward. So it's time for our one-minute recap on the five key points discussed today in regards to where current revenue is coming from and how that's going to help us in the future. Number one, analyzing what's working and what's not when it comes to driving your revenue and income. Number two, if we do know what's working and what's not, we can do more of what is working and less of what's not working. Remember, marketing is a bit of a testing platform. So test, analyze, and test again. Number three, the opportunities for a new business or an existing business to cross-sell, to get out there, to target existing customers is endless. Set up the infrastructure. Remember, 20 to 30% of revenue sitting on the table from existing customers and clients. Number four, are there other opportunities to start driving more revenue to the business, whether it's marketing or not? Let's start to think about and make some notes around what those other marketing bits and pieces could be. Remember, you need to plan for those. Number five, always consider who your audience is, whether your ideal audience is your existing audience. And in a few um, episodes, we're going to talk specifically about defining your audience and how that's going to help you with your marketing. So that's it for today's podcast. If you've got a heap out of today, be sure to listen to the next lot that we've got loaded up. And if today's podcast helped you, made a difference to you, your business, your life, be sure to share it with other smart, passionate, and ambitious Australian small business owners. That's it. Thank you for listening. We love small business. See you back next time. Just a reminder, to get even more out of today's episode, go to the show notes to find the link or visit littlemarketing.com.au where you can download a worksheet with the key points discussed in today's episode. This is so that you can make your own notes around some of the things discussed, get your marketing moving and start implementing. Again, thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you.